You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Moving on to the Seahawks-Ravens game. The Ravens' backfield got a little interesting in this game. It started with Gus Edwards and Justice Hill rotating. And then Keaton Mitchell came in during the second quarter and started to take some work away as well. Um, this was close to a 50-50 split in, in terms of touches between Edwards and Hill to start. But then it started to phase out away from Edwards outside of those goal line touches. He had five carries total, had a big 42-yard run, and then he had two touchdowns, right? So, like, I'm not sure how much we could take out of this game in, ter- in this game in terms of the split because Hill was the guy in the fourth quarter. But even if you take away all of Hill's fourth quarter snaps, he still led the backfield in snaps. So I think all these guys like are going to be rostered by the end, uh, like after waivers this week, right? Including right. Keaton Mitchell, who went nine carries for 138 yards and a touchdown. All right, the Seahawks were an extremely like tough run defense coming into this game. They were allowing the least yards per carry to running backs, right? And we had Keaton Mitchell average 15.3 yards per carry. Gus Edwards average 10.4 yards per carry. Okay, uh, Mitchell is like this big play guy. Right, think of him like a Jaleel McLaughlin type, like undersized but quick, you know. So I think he should be picked up. Um, and, and by the way, like if it's not apparent to you, like Gus Edwards is still a glaring sell high right now. Five carries, two touchdowns. Like I know, like the touchdowns are so attractive, but like you know, it's one of those things where he's an early down back, he's touchdown dependent. This is a good offense for sure, mm-hmm. but Gus Edwards isn't breaking touchdown records this year, right? So yeah. like Just- you know. It's one of those things where, like, just take advantage of these huge games from the touchdowns. And, you know, he's not involved in the passing game at all. So just right. just sell him because he's been putting up RB1 numbers. He's not an RB1. So just make sure to, like, take advantage. Maybe, you know, buy an actual RB1. Yeah. Then the, pa- the past two games before this one, it kind of looked like it-, it almost made you think that maybe he is this RB1. You know, he had 14 to 19 carries in those games. He looked like the guy that was leading the backfield and he had the touchdowns to go with it. So the product, he was still overproducing in those games, but at least he had the usage there this week. The usage came down, but luckily he saved you. If you still held on to Gus Edwards, I think we talked about him on the buy sell show as a sell. So he, he saved you this week with two touchdowns again. And it was just a really weird game overall. I didn't think that the Ravens were going to just run away with it. Like they did literally and figuratively run away with it. But yeah, Gus Edwards, you got to sell him. And then also, like you mentioned, you know, I, I just the way that this game played out, I I couldn't believe it. And it goes back to the Seahawks looking horrific on offense. Like Geno Smith doesn't look anything like the Geno Smith of last year. Like, are we to the point where we're thinking? I know we had this conversation. We brought this up a couple of times. We we're like, is this a flash in a pan type Geno Smith? Like, are these red flags that could signal that this could be a flash in a pan for Geno Smith last year. And we were all like, eh, I don't know. You know, let's give him a little bit of time. This game was horrific. <laughs> he had yeah, all it was weapons. bad. He had all of his weapons. DK Metcalf, four targets. Tyler Lockett, eight targets. Like just Jackson Smith and Jake. But I, I like him. He's a good receiver, but he shouldn't be leading the receiving room. There's something wrong there if that's happening. And the running backs were an afterthought. There was nothing working. I, and I know the, the Ravens are a good defense, but are they that good? Like, this is more than just the Ravens being a good defense and run away with it on offense. This is the Seahawks. They've got issues on offense suddenly, and it starts with Geno Smith. And I don't – do you think there's a – I don't want to just write him off, but I'm getting to the point where I'm thinking, are we going to see Geno Smith turn things around? If he doesn't, and we keep seeing games like this, like, there's no upside for any player in this offense right now. 
they've all been floor plays at best this season. Yeah, I, I, I really the only guy that I can see, you know, there's some being some semblance for is Kenneth Walker. That's it. Like Tal Lockett's up and down. And Tal, even even this game, like Kenneth Walker, he was an afterthought, just like you said, because of the fact that his offense couldn't get anything going. And by the right. way, Zach Charbonnet did end up out snapping Kenneth Walker again in this game. Okay, now the reason for that is because they were in a negative game script. He was their primary third down back. Um, but on early downs, it was uh, a majority Kenneth Walker. Um, if I tell you, like, let's see exactly what that number turned out to be uh, in this game. On early downs, Walker, let's see, where am I? Let's let's look this up real quick because I'm I'm interested now myself. At that, um, <laughs> it's like that. Oh, yeah, at that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. On early downs, he played 85% of early downs uh, in this game, and Zach Charbonnet played all thir- third downs and all two minute situations, uh, which ended up, you know, obviously in a extremely negative game script. It ended up being Charbonnet in this game. Right. So, you know, last week's game for Kenneth Walker. And then this week's game for Kenneth Walker, you know, you might want to go ahead and buy Kenneth Walker at this point. As bad as this offense looked, um, just go get him because he's somebody that could end up, you know, continuing to be an RB1 for you. Um, you know, so there, there's that. But these pass catchers, man, DK Metcalf, one catch in this game. He had a big play, 50-yard play, but, you know, not good, right? Tyler Lockett couldn't come yeah. through. Now, this was a very tough matchup. We knew that coming in, going into Baltimore, not easy. Right. Um, the right. Lions couldn't get anything going in that game either. Um, so, you know, I'd take it with a grain of salt because this was an extremely tough matchup for, for this team. You know, you know, two teams that don't really face each other. Right. Uh, uh, Lamar yeah. just has the NFC's number at this point. <laughs> yeah, he does. I, you're right. I, I might have been a little harsh there in my assessment, the original assessment, but still. No, like this, I don't this, think this, so. This offense, <laughs> this offense, <laughs> an offense that has DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. That was supposed to be a luxury draft, you know, adding another wide receiver to that already stacked room. You have Kenneth Walker in the backfield, Zach Charbonnet. Like, there's too much talent here to just have it slide like that in a game. Even but even if right. they're getting dominated, they shouldn't be. Gino. Yeah. Gino's not looking good, man. Gino's not looking good this there's year. There's an obvious link that's not pulling his weight. And I, Fla- I hate saying Flash that about Gino Smith. He's a great guy. Yeah, Flash we're the worried pan, about yeah. that. That's, we're yeah. on... It's not just like flash in a pan watch. It's now like code red. Because <laughs> if things don't turn around soon, it's going to be like, uh-oh. And he only signed a three-year deal, but that's considerable because it was $100 million I think he got. So that could be an issue moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully things can turn around for him. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 